heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. It is Malcolm at eight. Welcome into the voice of a nation, my fellow Americans, and all of our dear friends around the world. Thank you for joining us on the broadcast. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, you hear the broadcast. Going to get you to think a little bit outside the norms today and consider all the possibilities. Now, let me start here that I think it's safe to say that probably everybody listening to this broadcast and even those who aren't probably understand that uh, it's not business as usual in the United States of America, right? I think we can all agree on that. We can probably even take it a step further and understand it's not business as usual in the world itself. Things are, it's like I said to you from time to time, it's almost like the world is off its axis, you know? It's like something has shifted. It's shifted in the way we think and in the way we are and in our future aspirations of a people and of a nation. I always remind you that we are just less than three short years away now from our semi-quincentennial. It will be a landmark moment in the nation, the 250 years. And for those who remember 1976 and the bicentennial, that was a day in America that was still growing, little naivety, but, you know, at least we had real parades of heroes coming down Main Street, USA. Now it's parades of trans and, and, and gay and all of this sort of thing that has now become the norm coming down Main Street, USA. The norms have changed in our nation. And now you have to look and see what's the agenda with all of this that's happening. Now, there are those who believe that America is being pulled into a new world order, into a, a globalist environment. Now, truth be told, for many years, I did not subscribe to that theory. Uh, I, I just thought it was uh, it, it was too far out there, you know, for me, for my thinking back four, five, six years ago when it was being talked about. And I, I just didn't see where, in other words, the norms hadn't really been started to been breaking. They weren't broken down at that point. There was still there were some oddities happening, but not like to the level it is now. And when you see the level of what it is now, we have to question ourselves, you know, uh, what is the ultimate goal? What what are they really up to, you know? And when I say they, you could let your mind wander with who they they are. But surely there are power players here in our country and in the world alike. And there are the those people at the top of the food chain and then the rest of us. And that really, we're seeing that more and more today than we've ever seen it before, my fellow Americans, you know? So there's a few things I'd like you to think about today. And uh, when the words the new normal were being used, you remember that back at the onset of COVID? I was hearing that quite a bit. What thoughts came to your mind at that time when that was when people were talking about that new normal business, what that meant? But I was starting to hear that a lot. And it actually freaked me out a bit as to what some of these dominant people were talking about. 
Now, how many of you out there believe that America is being taken down as the dominant force in the world? Now, is that is that a real thing or is that being over overdone? Is America being pulled into a globalist new world order era? Is that really what's on the menu here? And then the political people we're dealing with, what does business as usual look like again in America? Back to this new normal or back to whatever normal that's going to be after this other side of the hurdle. And right now, the other side of the hurdle is not the other side of the COVID thing, because we're sort of getting there. But it really is, I think, at this moment in time, it's the other side of the 2024 general election as we approach our semi-quincentennial. That's what's going to happen. There's going to be a campaign in 2024. We're going to bring a new president in in 2025 to whoever that is. And in 2026, America is going to have to take a deep breath at that moment, 250-year landmark. And at that point, we're going to know something about our nation, I believe. Whether we have a shot and a chance at another 250 years, and we've been successful in securing future generations, or whether we're closer to the end than some people think. Things are spiraling a bit out of control in about every area of our lives. And you think about the sort of people and operatives who can bring us forward. I mean, right now is a time we need real leadership in the world, but yet we have a full-on attack of operatives, our Justice Department, our government agencies, the bureaucratic state in Washington, D.C., and the globalists who seem to be on high alert right now, friends, to see America is bleeding at the moment. It's wounded. Maybe that's the way to look at it. Let me bring on right now to the program uh, and further this conversation with Dell Wilbur joins me. Uh, Dell has been uh, uh, with, with the network for some years. He's a former CIA and Department of Defense Intelligence and counterterrorism officer, worked a lot overseas and around the world and has done a lot of great work. Uh, serving our country and uh, as a great writer and thinker and uh, and and a good example of what uh, a good part of America is experiencing right now. Sort of fatigue, probably a little bit of political fatigue and who's the right person. Uh, Dale, welcome into the voice of a nation here. And let's peel this thing for listeners to really get a sense of what's happening. Let me start with um, the environment right now. I'd like your perspective on your real world perspective on where we are right now as a country, as a people, and the notions, are we being pulled into a globalist new world order? Let me start there. Is that, do you have that feel and sense that a lot of people have, Dell? Well, well, first of all, uh, thanks, uh, thanks for inviting me on, uh, particularly inviting me on to speak about this, this subject, because, uh, you know, I, I have some strong feelings about it. And, uh, you know, I I certainly think that there are efforts underway to to fundamentally transform the United States. I think you're probably familiar with that uh, that quote. Yeah. You've heard me refer to it a number of few times. times. Few times, yeah. but yeah, I I think there's there's certainly an effort underway. Uh, I I've I've you know expressed to you before in that that I, I don't think Joe Biden knows what day of the week it is. So he's not pulling the strings in in this administration. I mean, there are people behind the scenes right. uh, more likely uh, involved in in what's going on. And certainly, I think the the, the person that's responsible for that quote I just did uh, has a lot to do with what's going on behind the scenes in this country right now. 
so yes, there's there's some things going on that we need to be concerned about. Uh, but I'm also an eternal optimist when it comes to the United States of America. You know, I, I follow the creed of Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I look to him for my guidance. And, and I, I think that he uh, was probably one of the, you know, the most uh, leaders that we've had that had had the most finger on the pulse of what's going on in this country and in, in, in our nation. And and he was, you know, was someone that uh, uh, that I think we need to go back to uh, in order to, to write this this ship of state. Well, let, let me let me jump in now. Yeah, he was a statesman is what you're you're speaking about, Dale. You're right. He was he was a very unique person for that moment of time. Uh, Ronald Reagan, Margaret Thatcher, Mikhail Gorbachev, Pope John Paul was here. It was a different world, totally different environment. We were only at that point fighting the Soviet Union, <laughs> a potential nuclear holocaust. That's it. That's all it was. Very, very specific thing. And the West won, got on the other side of that thing for a lot of reasons, uh, yeah, you're exactly right. We all remember that. But how serious is it right now? How serious do you think the problems are? Back to being an optimistic or not, or not. We see what took place in Afghanistan with the troops. We see what's happened in foreign policy in the military. The damage is severe. We see with the criminals, America's cities, the rise in criminality, the open borders. The damage is so severe right now. It's not business as usual. How do we get back to business as usual? When they have, they are not only trying to transform our country, but so far they've been pretty successful at it, Dell. Yeah, where we're at right now, we're being sucker punched. And a lot of people are buying this as normal behavior now. Well, uh, I guess here I'm going to sound like, uh, uh, you know, like I'm contradicting myself about being an, an eternal optimist about America. Right. But but I do believe that the 2024 presidential election is is critical. Uh, there certainly has been a lot of damage done to our nation, uh, both internationally and domestically. And if we lose the 2024 election, and you know, I I I, I fully believe that it's probably going to be uh, Gavin Newsom. I think is going to be the likely uh, candidate on the Democrats. We side. talked about that the other day, by the way, on this broadcast. Yeah. Uh, and if if he's elected. Then you're looking at eight years of of utter destruction of the of the social fabric of this country, uh, uh, not not just overseas or internationally, but uh, uh, but within our country and that. And uh, I don't know that we'll come back from that. Uh, you know, it's 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 certainly concerning to me. And that's why I think it is so important that we win the 2024 well, election. Let me talk about that with you right now. What you're saying then is this is important. Let's drill down, Dell. Okay. I agree with you. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. And you're right. Another four or eight years of any of this nonsense, whoever's on that side of the Marxist left, it's not sustainable. The country is now being sucker punched pretty aggressively. And there's only so much it can take. We are at a, we are coming to an end roads of some sort. There's no doubt about it. I think everybody understands that point, And I'm glad you're on the same page. I felt you would be. The severity of the moment cannot be overstated here. I mean, it's more than our in, in yours in my lifetime, buddy. There's has there ever I mean, I think your answer would be my, like mine, I think. But you tell me, has there ever been another moment is this serious and this severe in your lifetime, Dell, as it is right now when it comes to what we're talking about right now? No, absolutely not. I mean, I grew up during the Vietnam era. And, you know, I I, I think we both remember yeah. how yeah. 
how at risk or what we we felt at risk the country was back back yeah. at that time. That was a cakewalk, the, right, compared to now. Jeez. Oh, absolutely, Man. absolutely. Compared to what's been going yeah. on, yeah. Uh, you know, and and I don't talk about just the last uh, you know six years, but uh, the previous eight years before that. What's been going on? And you can even throw George Bush's eight years in there as well, because, you know, obviously he's the one that got us into, 100%. you know, two uh, two wars overseas, never ending wars. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, so, yeah, we're, we're at, at, I think, the most serious threat that this country has faced okay. since, you know, eight, 18, uh, you know, 60. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. we agree. Uh, we agree. Listeners are going to agree with you right there. You know what? The way I see it, Dale, is this. Ronald Reagan uh, back uh, there uh, in 1980, that he was a bookend. The success of the Reagan presidency and the success of the policies in the Trump administration were bookends for leveling out a bunch of years of BS, including uh, Bush, uh, Clinton, Bush, Obama. I mean, these were some of the worst years. I mean, we took a lot of pain. And you're right, we've been taking on 30 years of struggling now to where we're at since Ronald Reagan left. It's been, it's, I mean, America's not the same country anymore. And you're right when you always point out, and I, I'm the same as you, and I think listeners understand, Tip O'Neill, uh, Ronald Reagan, that moment in time, you know, being able to have a drink. And we understand that. Listeners know what you're talking about. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a moment that's cemented in our minds, but we're, we're far down the road and the transformation that's happening, you're exactly correct. Here's the thing now, back to this, moment of time, Dell, and uh, the, the playing field where the getting back to business as usual. All right. So the damage put through with from 2008 to 2016 throughout the Barack Obama administration was serious. Valerie Jarrett being his uh, uh, closest advisor, uh, the serious people he put in the bureaucratic state of America throughout all these government agencies is very serious, very serious. And this is why Trump had such a hard time of all the leaks, all the problems with the administrative state, the bureaucratic state. That's what undermined him at every turn and made it almost impossible for him to govern in any sort of civility. It created a hostile environment that was magnified by the establishment coming after him with 25th Amendment, double impeachments, everything they could throw at the man. I mean, any no human being could probably tolerate what that man tolerated through that four years plus the campaign. But the damage before that through the Obama years was severe to our country. We all agree with that. He's at the realm now of a lot of these changes. People ask me all the time, is he an antichrist as well? I, I don't know that he is the antichrist, but he's surely related into the family. Uh, he's probably a distant cousin of some sort, but he is definitely part of evil and taking our nation down. We're now at this point of business as usual. What does that look like? When you see the damage to the FBI, the Department of Justice, their CIA, all of the bureaucratic state and how severe and corrupt it is throughout. And we're not talking 100 percent. You know, there are some people still walking around with a brain. But for the most part, those systems are they're 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 bad. I mean, they're they're hurting They're You'd have to have a complete sweep, a top down approach to clean those organizations. They have to be gutted out almost. And some of them moved out of Washington, D.C. I mean, there's answers for that, but it's a pretty serious problem. So if that's all what it is and we agree with that, just electing a candidate in 2024 is not necessarily going to be. the. In other words, here's what I want to ask you and think about this moment, because this is the crux of it. 
the establishment is not going to stop. The deep state is not going to stop. The globalists are not going to stop. The people that are after America are not going to stop, Dale. They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop in 2024, 2025, just like they didn't stop throughout Trump's campaign. If it isn't Trump, it'll be somebody else they'll be tearing a new one apart. These bastards are coming after us. Just electing a Republican president in 2024 doesn't do squat because we've got a massive storm right now in America. Do we agree with that? And if we do, let's talk about how we, who we need and what that is, because well, what do you think about that point first? Well, uh, I, I certainly agree that, that you know, we are in, in dire straits. Uh, but then I, I go back to the, uh, the eternal optimist again, because the bottom line is we outnumber them greatly. There are more of us than there are of them. They are a small minority. You've seen me right before where I, I have mentioned the, the Bolshevik revolution yep. was, was a small mm-hmm. minority that took over Russia and basically imposed their will on the Russian people for decades afterwards. That's what we've got right now. We've got a similar situation. We've got a small minority that are are, are forcing their uh, imposing their will on the rest of us. So we just have to start acting like we're in the majority. We have to start fighting back. We have to start taking control of our lives and control of this situation because we've got them outnumbered. We can kick the crap out of them without any problem if we okay. just do it. Yes, there's more, but the problem is a lot of the vast majority of people in America now have been brainwashed. We're in uncharted waters and it's not normal business. It's not normal behavior that's going to get it. I mean, we're, there's no, I'm an optimist. I'm not optimist. I'm not optimistic right this moment. I think we're screwed. Let me say this in response, okay? Uh, and, I, and I've said this before to, to a lot of people in that. Number one, we've got too many keyboard commandos out there, okay? Uh, and and pe- some people may include me in that because I, you know, I write for a living. OK, but, uh, you know, we've got too many people that want to sit there and piss and moan on on social media and, and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. Right. But they don't get behind out from behind the computer screen. OK, That's right. That's right. you know what we need is people to get involved. And that means getting off your butt and running for the local school board, running for city council running for county council, running for state and local offices. And I have said this many yeah. times. Yeah. We, right, you know, the, the conservative uh, yeah. people in America and that, we were focused after World War II, uh, you know, on, on raising a family, trying to prosper if we could in life, you know, and, 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 and concentrating on our work, our career, whatever, okay? Where the leftists, the commie rat bastards in this country – were running for local offices. They were running at the ground roots level, you know, taking over condo mm-hmm. and subdivision associations, you name it. Right. And, and that's, we, we sat back and let that happen. And all of a sudden we find ourselves in 2023 and we're, you know, how, how's that uh, when, when you're, uh, you know, up to your ass and alligators, you got to drain the swamp. Well, that's yeah. what we got to do. Yeah. We have got to start running for local office. Well, they're already we doing have- that, though. Let me. You're, you're exactly right with what you said, but they're already starting to do that. I will report back to you optimistically. People have got your memo already, and they're already running for a lot of these. So let me just put you, really, for real, I see it. I see it. And I see the reports coming into the network here. People are serious, and they are taking back a lot of it. But you're right with what you explained and described there. 
Uh, you're right. A lot of the Republican movement, I would always ask, where the hell are the Republicans? Why did the left own all the social media? Why do they own all the media? Why do they all, all, the, all the oligarchs own all that crap, that important stuff with the soundbox and the megaphone? They said, well, Republicans were bit busy raising families and making money. But what the hell did that do if you gave up the country? But that's what's happened. You're right. But now I think the rudeness of the moment, we've seen that happen in Virginia, where they started to take it back at the schools. It's happening throughout Michigan and Utah and other places. They're taken back and Republicans are getting engaged. So to answer you back, that's already started, Dell. That that that's that's the local level is key. You're 100 percent right. That's already started. But it doesn't fix the problems nationally. The bureaucratic state is banging us into the ground. And they're running, they're running this thing now, regardless of the president. The FBI, these, uh, these organizations are so corrupt and so out of, I mean, the corruption in the bureaucratic state is a cancer to this nation that is beyond the moment, the seriousness of it. And a lot of that goes back to what you described already, the transformation through Barack Obama. So being optimist is one thing. The serious of the moment means we really need a Hercules right now or a Superman. We need somebody that's, and this is a tough thing. Now, this establishment came after Donald Trump because he was a pain in their ass. He was the one guy who had testicles the size of Nebraska. And he was not backing down. Now, we can argue that the way, the measure and all of that, but any human being who would stand so a lot of the things that happened with Trump, you and I would probably agree with. There were times he was a loudmouth. There were times he was a buffoon. There were times he was a lot of things. But the one thing is, he stood tall for the country. Probably one of the most patriotic people we ever seen. And in the face of headwinds that would blow anybody's ass to the ground ten times over, he stood strong no matter what. Now, I've never been part of the Trump cult group that you point out in your piece. I've never been part of the group that have eaten Trump Wheaties in the morning. Never did. Don't even like the brand. <laughs> However, if you look at the current cast of characters across the board, I would ask you back a question. And then let me ask you this question. We'll pause. We'll come back and we'll dissect it. Who would be maybe one or two other people who could save our country right now in the role as a president in these moments of time that would equate to the strength and the, and the, and the fortitude to go against this establishment deep state beyond Trump. Who else is it, please? Well, let me, let me answer you by saying this, it, it, and this is my own personal opinion. Okay. Trump is not the only person that can save this country. Okay, it's as simple as that. I don't believe he's the only person that can save this country. And I know that there's all the Trump supporters out there, the diehard uh, Trumpers will will argue, you know, to the high heavens about that. Um, well, I because think only that because are, they've seen what's happened, Dell. They've seen the guy being sucker punched so much, no more than any other human being. He's been nailed to the cross multiple times over. They've seen that. They've seen the way he fights. They've seen the way he looks at the Iowa Fair the, uh, just this past week, you know, still laughing and have a smile on and love it. I mean, they just can't even believe this guy is after all the indictments and all the BS and everything else. So, but who are the people who else could stand with that aggressiveness against the headwinds of an onslaught of a category five hurricane 
which is now hitting this country. I did a show on that about a week ago, Category 5 hurricane that's hitting America. That's what I think is happening right now. It's right off the shore, Dell. It's right off the shore of America. It's a Category 5. We can see the trees bending in the distance. We can feel the wind blowing on our necks. We know we're in a bit of trouble. Something's coming. You know, we're not all really prepared for it. A lot of people run around with their heads on fire. That's exactly what I see. That's the vision I see right now in our country. Who's the right one? Give me two names maybe that you think could step into that position. Who are they? Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I have spoken out before in that, that I, I think Ron DeSantis is someone who who uh, is capable of doing a good job and, of, and also capable of cleaning house in Washington and saving this country. Again, I, you know, I think he he's or, or as I said about Donald Trump, Donald Trump's not the only one. Ron DeSantis is someone that could also do it. Uh, and I think he has a good track record in Florida to show people that, you know, what he's capable of. OK, are any candidates out there perfect? Absolutely not. They all no. have, right. you know, have, have something uh, uh, and, and they all have something. I disagree. I didn't agree with everything Ronald Reagan said or did during his presidency. Exactly. Yeah. But you're yeah. not going to find the perfect candidate. Oh, we agree. Who oh, else besides DeSantis? <laughs> Anyone else? Anyone else? Um, For real. You know, I, I have been so focused on on trying to to defend him against all of the the okay. the, the false attacks that have been thrown out there uh, against him. You know, many of them by Trump, you know, that that I really haven't looked at much at, at any others. Uh, none of the others have stepped forward as far as I'm concerned okay. to offer what DeSantis does. Um, you know, maybe my mind will change what we've got a, a, a debate coming up here in about another another week. Right. Uh, you know, that may change my opinion on some. But, you know, as it stands right now, I, I would have to say that I'm, I'm a DeSantis supporter. OK. All right. Does Trump show up at the debate, do you think? Yes or no? Politically, I think it's a mistake if he did, because I think he'll get the crap knocked out of him. Uh, he is not that eloquent of a speaker. His name calling and sloshing a bottle of water around Dick just is I don't think it's going to play anymore, you know, to his diehard supporters. Yeah, they'll love it. You know, they'll eat it up. Mm -hmm. But they only make about 35 percent of the Republican Party right now. Mm -hmm. uh, that just was reported today uh, by Kayleigh McEnany, who uh, yeah. was Trump's press secretary, that yeah. that Trump's diehard supporters are only 35 percent. So, yeah. yeah, they'll love it. But uh, uh, I don't think it's going to, I, you know, so politically, it's probably not smart for him. Uh, but I. I don't think his ego can allow him to not be there. So I think he's going to show up. Mm -hmm. I see. I see. Yeah. And a lot of people would uh, probably agree with uh, pretty much whether he would, won't or will. There are two camps there, but you're, you're right. You addressed that uh, perfectly well. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's reboot here. Adele, stay right there, please, for a moment here. And uh uh, we got to Dale Wilbur on today. Interesting. Uh, it, you know, it's an interesting conversation. It's very thoughtful. I, that's why I wanted to bring this to us, uh, friends, and uh, get him on here because he, he wrote a very serious piece, an op-ed on the uh, platform, Is Donald Trump the Answer? And uh, he gets into some of the reasons why he doesn't believe. He believe it's time for the country to move on uh, from that, you know. Uh, and I thought a lot about that. Uh, piece. And I also thought about Ron DeSantis, who's done some really good things. And I've thought about a lot of the candidates. I've, look, I've looked at all of them, actually. 
And uh, they all have some fine attributes, as Dell just said. You know, the people do. I mean, it's give and take, plus and minus, you know, and, and we know that. Um, but it's trying to find the right candidate of, at this moment of time with that Category 5 hurricane just off the shore of America that's coming on. And it's a massive hurricane. And it's one that uh, has the potential to swallow us whole. That's what I see right now with the bureaucratic state and the globalist, the movement to swallow our country whole. And Dell is right when he says uh, we're at a critical moment right now. And right now, this next election is serious. <laughs> serious. Now, the four, eight years of a Marxist left candidate with the transformation that Obama has promised will probably be just one one too many for this country. There are too many things happening uh, in, around those uh, swirls of that Category 5 that are going to swallow us whole, including foreign policy, adversaries and enemies on the world stage, but our bureaucratic state right here at home and with the foreign enemies there. Not to mention all the devious things that have come across the border, which Dell and I haven't even touched on yet. But all of that with all the terrorist activities that are, we are going to get, They're, we're being set up for it right now. They're here uh, on the homeland right now as complements of your transformation in that Category 5 hurricane I talked about. I say all that and I speak about that from a man who loves his country and is as optimistic as anything about that shining city on a hill and the beautiful things that uh, a statesman like a Ronald Reagan would bring to the uh, uh, to, to the uh, conversation of America and why it is what it is. And, and so many of our people love our country. They're patriots and Dell fits into that camp as well. And they realize the the uh, the moment, the, the the severity of the moment which is why we need somebody historical as well. So I'm going to take a, a pause here, friends, and uh, and and we're going to, I'm going to put this into overdrive now when we come back from the break and uh, hit this up because I'm, I'm and I'm going to put it right out there right now. I, for all the faults, good and bad, I'm going to disagree with my friend Del Wilbur. I think this is a moment uh, very potentially for uh, someone of the magnitude of a Donald Trump. Yeah, I think uh, I think I, I think we're going to disagree on that because I think nobody uh, that I see has um, that fortitude and that ability to get in their face. It's not pleasant. No, none of it's pleasant, people. And I agree with him on the name calling and the sophomoric uh, way he sometimes dealt with all this stuff. I, I agree. I think it's it's nonsense. It, it never. And I, I, I cringed when he did it back two, three, four, uh, five, six years ago. Little jab all day. I, I just didn't think that was necessary. I, I agree with him. Totally agree with him. Yeah. But in the face of all of this right now, friends, you know, I'm also a fan, by the way, of Ron DeSantis and the work he's done as governor. Very successful governor in that state. You better believe it. I also see that as well. But I, I do, do not believe Ron DeSantis is Donald Trump. It's AmericaOutloud.news is the platform. Help us share the out loud truth. We'll see you just on the other side. You're listening to the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at Liberty at AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty at AmericaOutloud.com.
World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Join you back here. Malcolm at 8, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, friends, daily uh, for the broadcast. It's always 8. Just remember 8. If you miss it, there's an encore the following morning at 8 as well. Eastern Time now. But you hear us anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio, any of the networks, our free apps, Apple, Android, Alexa, our world-class media player. We got people all over the world who listen. Uh, the, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, Japan, these are big markets for America Out Loud. They love the network. They listen all the time to the broadcast and uh, and see it all. All of our shows go to podcasts as you do all of the shows, okay? So remember that as well. And remember to visit AmericaOutloud.shop. I don't want to forget to tell you that because it is enormous deals and savings in there of all the products our doctors, both naturopathic doctors and medical doctors have been talking about. People struggling through long COVID, vaccine injury, that sort of thing, or just healthy lifestyle. So important today. Uh, there's some great products in there. I have to tell you, AmericaOutloud.shop. Those discounts in there, you can't get anywhere else. They've all been vetted and negotiated at the highest level. Uh, so enjoy those products. And we'll talk more about all that. And we're talking here about today, uh, our future and our country. Uh, it's an important conversation for uh, this show and for this network, especially since at the top of America Out Loud, uh, we say, you know, here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Uh, we take that seriously, friends. That's why we talk about it. Liberty and justice. It's important. Uh, it's uh, it's what our nation's made of. 
And I also like the fact that uh, we, we bring the conversation back to the water cooler and diversity of thought, diversity of opinion, our beautiful American traits, uh, and we need to respect that always. Uh, I, um, I, I don't necessarily, Adele Wilbur is with me here. Uh, Adele's a former CIA guy, by the way, military and a great background, patriot among patriots, uh, the kind of guys we'd love to have as part of our network. And he uh, is, is, is a great voice. And his op-ed got me thinking, is Donald Trump the answer? And um, he says what America needs uh, more than anything is stability, less drama, less chaos, less uh, cultishness and much, much more genuine leadership. Okay, so Dale, I agree with that statement uh, very much. I think probably most listeners would agree with that on, on its face. Um, that statement needs more stability, less drama, less chaos, less cult, cult, cultishness, and less of that, and much, much more genuine leadership. I think we agree with that. Um, a lot of listeners probably agree with that as well, but the problem is these are the bureaucratic state, the takeover of America, the new world order, uh, the things that I pushed against and didn't really think were happening appear to be swallowing America whole. And uh, so now the severity of the moment tells me these are unusual. That five category hurricane is real and we need to do something about it. So we need to pull out all the stops. Why is Donald Trump such a threat? This is what I ask myself all the time, Dale. Why is he such a threat to this group of people? Why do they fear him so much? Why have they made it their life's practices to tear him apart limb by limb? Why has he been such a, so, you know, in that face of the globalists, the establishment, you know, they couldn't stand them even in the World Economic Forum uh, and all of that. Uh, he stood with making America great again. Everything the bureaucratic class was against and the globalists were against and the new world order was against, he stood for that with the Patriots Patriot. Problem is we have the media, onslaught of the media today that has brainwashed a large part of our population. Going to take a long time to bring that, those crowds back, I have to tell you. That's really our biggest problem right there. If we had the power of we the people, we could do this thing handily, I believe, but we don't have it. We don't have it. It's a vast minority, as you just pointed out a moment ago. Even the people who support Trump, you're exactly right, within that Republican establishment. Uh, and, and and nationally, it's about 35%. She got that from an AP poll that was just put out, Dell. in fact. Uh, Joe Biden right now, by the way, is the current favorite to win the election in 2024. We don't believe he's going to be the cat there. You, you, we all agree on that. But the AP, they have him down as a... Uh, plus 175 that he he's the cat who would win it as of right now and he is north of a um he has a pretty high chance of being re-elected as a president uh the second favorite when it comes to 2024 election odds is none other than donald trump they say this particular poll why is trump such a threat to this class the bureaucratic class and the globalists why is he such a threat do you think Dell? Well, I don't know that that they view him as as such a threat. You know what? This comes down to to in my mind one one the reason Trump is so hated and despised by the Democrats is because he beat Hillary Clinton in 2016. <laughs> Hillary Clinton was the anointed one. She was the one that was supposed to be the first woman president. She had been working at that and being groomed for that for decades, and Donald Trump pulled the rug out from under her. They they never forgave him for that. 
and he had to be punished. So, I mean, that I mean, in my mind, that's what it comes down to is just hatred. They hate him and they just despise him because he prevented Hillary Clinton from winning the presidency. You know, right. and then you add some of his personality traits into the into the equation. And then that just intensified their hatred. of. Well, him. let me go further now. What about the economy, the energy, the foreign policy and all the things that the transformation group, the cult of Joe Biden, uh, he's got the same players and people in his office that Obama had. You know that as well. They're all around him. It's the same cast of characters, pretty much. So all those people disengaged all of our energy, all of our economic uh, superiority, our foreign policy, leaving billions of dollars of equipment on the Afghanistan deserts near China, all of the things that have transpired, pulling out of the Middle East politics, China's in there now creating policy. I mean, we're being devastated domestically and internationally to the likes of nothing we've seen in 247 years of our existence, Del. All of that said, and you look at that severity of that, those people, it's more than just Hillary Clinton, why I think your point is well noted. And granted, another four years of Hillary Clinton would have been an Obama love fest of transformative BS for the nation. Trump sort of was the bookend that brought some of the American policies and principles back. Just look at the power of electing those Supreme Court justices and what's just taken place there in recent days and weeks. Wow. That itself is a metric you just can't believe, which really pissed them off even more, far more than Hillary Clinton did. He's undoing a lot of the Marxist left and what they want of that transformation. That's what this is coming down to now, isn't it? Well, sure. I mean, you know, as I mentioned, uh, that, that was one of the pro one of the things was he defeated Hillary Clinton. But then also, you know, as we mentioned before, Barack Obama is pulled on the strings behind the scenes. And if you recall back during Obama's administration, uh, it, it stuck in my mind when he 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 questioned American exceptionalism. Yeah. Barack Obama has never viewed America as an exceptional nation. No. You know, he thinks we are mm. uh, a racist nation, that we are uh, a nation that has imposed our will around the world. We you know, we're, we're the big shot, you know, on the world scene. And mm. and and he went about uh, the, the job of trying to knock America down a few pegs, okay, during his administration. And that's continued now because that's that's what he believes. He believes that America is not any more exceptional than any other country. I mean, he said those very words, basically, yeah. uh, during his administration. So, 100%. I mean, that's what's going on. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. No, he said all of that, and it's accurate, and this whole thing about uh, – but a lot of those cats feel that way. And a lot of them are in Congress representing the Marxist left and don't feel America is special or exceptional. They, they come right. Those are his words. You say in your piece here, Dell. So while Trump's diehard supporters believe he alone is the only person who could save America, many others believe that Trump's time has passed and that there are others running for the Republican nomination who can save this country from its leftward lurch. Now, talk about that a moment here, this leftward lurch. Uh, and you talk about the negative baggage and the political campaign after that. But so what I guess I want to point out to you a moment and to listen is it's more than just the leftward lurch, lurch that's going on right now. That Category 5 hurricane is real. That's way more than any leftward lurch you and I have seen in our existence, Dale, our time on Earth here. It's we know what's happening here. We we don't want to admit it, but this is hard for us. We're patriots, buddy. 
I mean, we know what's happening here. And we're both optimists. We both love our country and we see what's happening here. Now, I let me let me confess with you right now and put my heart out on the line as I do here. I also thought Trump was a bit of an ass, a bit of a, a buffoon, a loud mouth, a bit obnoxious. Uh, I, I'm sure I am on tape somewhere over the past many years saying exactly that. He never knew when to shut up and leave his mouth out of his foot. Always went down for one more. Some of it was very childish. Some of it was very strategic in nature as to why he did like Rocket Man with North Korea. So what the hell are you doing? Well, it ended up he played that one right. Uh, Rocket Man's back to some of his old tricks, in fact, right now with Iran and Russia and China, with the whole axis of evil coming together here. So at a, in an opportune time when America is bleeding and wounded badly with that Category 5. Now, the question we ask ourselves I don't know that Trump is Hercules or uh, Superman or any of that, Dell. But I think there was a reason that God Almighty sent Trump to the White House here. I don't believe Trump got there on his own. I just I just never believed it. Man never ran for anything. He didn't run for mosquito catcher. We never had that historically in our country. There are a lot of historic firsts with Trump. Getting to the White House was was one. But it continues on now with four indictments in 91 uh, criminal charges against him now. There's a full-on slaughter. This man is more than a threat right now to them. There's something that is, it's more than just Hillary that's got that. They're past Hillary. She's baggage in the past. It's long gone now. They now are on to this whole thing of this transformation. What you always talk about, the transformation of America is underhand. Now, I think Ron DeSantis has done some decent things as governor. I think we have some pretty good uh, bench. I, I actually like... Um, uh, several of the cats, actually, that are running. I have great respect for Tim Scott is another one. I, I love Tim Scott. I'd vote for him under normal circumstances. These are not normal circumstances. We're not in normal circumstances at this point. We can get there, maybe, but we're going to have to kick the establishment's ass, the deep state. They're gonna, there's going to have to be a president in there that is aggressive, there's no way we win this otherwise. Having an empty suit in there is not going to cut it. And somebody to work with the other side of the aisle is also not going to cut it because these people are far past working with us. They don't want to work with MAGA. They don't want to work with Make America Great Again. They don't want to work. They don't like that theme. They don't like it, Dell. They don't want it. They don't give a shit about MAGA. It's MAGA. MAGA is it was a brilliant campaign. Pull out the best of America. Make it great again. From all what you said, 30 years of BS, transformative politics, sucker punching America in the gut. So now we're at this moment. I look around and I think, who, who's who got the, the the testosterone to be able to pull this one off or or whatever, or the size ovaries? I don't care. I'd take a Margaret Thatcher in a hot second as well. She was a bitch. Could get in there and knock him down. I don't really care. I'm not gender specific on anything. I'm not color specific either. I don't really care. Just give me a human being who's got the strength and the fortitude to take this thing on to save our country. And I'm going to vote for that person. The only one I see at this point is the guy who I thought was a bit of an ass half the time. Same thing as you did. But I don't see, I don't think Ron, De I, in fact, I, my, my wife and I both said, we, 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 we like Ron DeSantis. We think he's got potential. We said, we wished and we prayed actually on the fact that we wished he didn't run in 2024. We, we wished he had kept his powder dry and waited for the election after that. That's what we had hoped for. It wasn't his time. And it's why he hasn't resonated with the American people. 
And it just wasn't his time, I thought. Uh, the left is not done throwing things at us, buddy. But I think we're in a serious, serious moment. And I think the leftward lurch is understating the problem of the Category 5 hurricane. There's nobody who's got the audacity, the strength, the arrogance, the ignorance than Donald Trump. I don't see it. I don't see it. If you show, if you show me who that person is, I, I can rally behind it. But we need a we need a tough bastard in there right now. Do you know what I'm saying? We need somebody I, who can knock them down, Dell. Who is it? Who else is it? It's not DeSantis. Who else can get in their face and tell them to shut the hell up and dismantle them? Who else? I don't know. Tim Scott can't do it. No, I, I understand what you're saying. Okay. I I just have a, a different outlook because and, and and I'll I'll say two things, okay? Please. please. First of all, uh, just a little while ago, you mentioned about uh, some friends who who had stopped over, and yeah, yeah. and and they absolutely were diametrically opposed uh, with regards to to uh, to Donald Trump. Okay, but I I would venture to guess that you would say that they were reasonable people. Uh, you may disagree politically, but no, no, they were they're good. No, but let me tell you one caveat before you finish that. The one point the one of them made that was strong, like, well, he did that whole insurrection thing. I then pointed out to them that you can't have an insurrection without weapons. That the the patriots would have brought weapons to that to that program. Number one and two, you don't say peaceful protests. You would say go down and ramsack and tear the Capitol a new one, please, and treat them a lesson. You wouldn't do that. No, he didn't create an insurrection. He didn't do that at all. But they absolutely believe in their heart he did because that's what they were told on CNN and the New York Times. Do you see what I mean? No, I understand what you're saying. But what I'm saying is, is generally you would say that they were reasonable people. OK, well, there's a lot of people like that out there. OK, yeah. that absolutely will never vote for Donald Trump. But they're also not happy with the direction that the country is going and that the Democratic Party has gone. Okay. I agree. I agree. And those people can be reached. And it, if you think. But does it matter, that, though, Dell, if the, if the category five is what it is and the globalist. Do, do you see what I'm trying to convince you of? Does it matter? It doesn't matter anymore. Dell, the rules have changed. My wife came in the other day and said, you know, I was at some big event. And in healthcare, uh, she's a manager in healthcare. So I was at some big event and some Democrat people come over, real strong Democrats, she said. And she doesn't talk politics in those fields because as a professional healthcare, she stays out of that nonsense, obviously. But they came over and were talking about it, not knowing her feelings because she doesn't wear her feelings on her sleeve ever. Uh, not like uh, not like her husband does. And she says, um, you know, and they said to her, you know, they were so upset with Biden and what he's done to the country and so pissed off these Democrats were. They said, and now they really, really pissed that they just indicted Trump again when Georgia happened. Just, just happened in the past days. They said, now they're looking to vote for Donald Trump. She was flawed. I fell on the floor. She said, you know, we can now see what they're trying to do to this man. And you know what? We're not buying it. Obviously, he's scaring all of them for some reason. We're voting for him. Well, you know, Please. there's a school There's a school of thought out there. And Please. I've heard this from, from quite a few people that the Democrats actually want Donald Trump as the nominee because they feel he is the easiest one to defeat. 100%. One of my producers does on the team here. I had a, I had a show two days ago on this. Uh, the devil went down to Georgia or hell or something like that. Uh, um, it, it, the indictments from hell. Uh, it's on podcast now, in fact. 
Uh, and it's quite a show. It's very entertaining for sure. But he actually felt the same way you just did right there. But now after that show we did, he changed his mind, I think, a little bit. Well, I mean, that's why they, they are saying that all of these um, indictments are happening because they know that it rallies the MAGA crowd around Donald Trump. And, the, and, and that is the problem that we're facing, okay, Malcolm, is we, if Trump does not win the nomination, right. all, of, all of his supporters are just going to say, well, the hell with it. It's Trump or nothing. We're not going to, you know, let the I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, I do. I don't think I, so. I hear it. I hear it all the I time. I think Republicans realize the seriousness of the moment, and I think they're going to come on in droves regardless. They're going to get, I do believe, I think you'd be surprised, whoever that is, I, I, Dale, I think they understand the severity of the moment. I really, I, I'm going to disagree with you. I think the people listening to this broadcast and Republicans, including MAGA, are going to, I think they're going to get behind whoever that, I really believe it. They just know, they know our country can't, these are smart people, Dale. They know our country can't take it. I believe I'm right. They, they know our country can't take it. There's no way it can take it, man. They know it. These are smart people. They're going to jump on whoever. They'll swallow their pride. But the key is, can that person get the job done? That's, well, and I, I believe DeSantis is, is capable. I think he has shown it. I mean, look what he's just done in Florida. He's gotten rid of a couple of Soros prosecutors. He's, you know, he's kicked them out. He's he's taken on the the uh, uh, education, the, the uh, what is it, the, the union, the, you know, the teachers union or whatever. He took on Disney. Uh, took on Disney. Yeah. The, Absolutely. He has the taken woke. on the, yeah. you know, the woke crap. In yeah. fact, that was his comment. You know, Florida's where woke comes to die. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's not afraid to stand up to these. No, I, I don't I disagree think, with you. Know. I don't disagree with you on those points at all. I think there's something to be said about what you say there, Dell. And I think listeners know that. But when it comes down to an onslaught of globalists and the bureaucratic state, we're not going to be able to play well with others. We're not going to be able to play well with the left. The Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan days are done. This fierce onslaught of the Category 5, do you understand the rules of the game have changed now? We've been sucker punched one too many times, you understand? That's why they no, refer but, to Maggers, Magna, you know? And that's why we need someone who can also attract the independents, the middle-of-the-roaders, the disaffected Democrats. Well, I just shared with you, my wife of- just shared with me that there's a strong amount of those people who think that uh, they see these indictments for what they are and realize the onslaught of 91 criminal charges are the fact that they don't want Trump anywhere near 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue again. It's the opposite of what you said you thought. There's two schools of thought on that thought as to why he's there. Well, there's a lot of disaffected Democrats out there that don't like the way the country's going. They don't like Biden. Right. But they absolutely despise Donald Trump. Well, I agree with you. I agree. They will not vote for him. But if we get the wrong person in there, it's not going to matter, Dell. If if we get any of them in there, is it going to matter if that person can't fight the onslaught of that Category 5 globalist takeover? It's not going to matter. That's what I'm saying to you. And what I'm saying is just is, is that I think Trump is not the only person that can save this country. I think Ron DeSantis and perhaps perhaps some others you mentioned, Tim Scott, I think is a fine uh, a fine man. I, I don't know that I would support him uh, in this contest for president. Uh, I, I just not not sure that he's seasoned enough. You know, he, he's you know, he, he's a legislator uh, and, and 
Sometimes I think you need what, which is I was in favor of Trump when he first got elected. He speaks with he a was, soft tone as well. You don't see that as the moment because we need somebody who doesn't. And I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but know, one thing I, I will will mention it going back in history, too, is you look yeah. back in 1980, the yeah. the election of 1980 between uh, Reagan and Carter, right up until the very end, that election was was polling neck and neck. And it wasn't until right. I mean, days before the actual election that the 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 indications were that that Ronald Reagan was going to was going to win and win significantly. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And I think we're looking at that in 2024. So we've got to have a candidate that is going to be able to entice those disaffected Democrats and those middle of the roaders, those independents to come over to his side. I don't think Trump can do that. His personality turns too many people off. Okay. All right. All right, Dale, I want to continue this further in the weeks and months ahead. I so appreciate you, and I I hope you'll just keep writing about these things. And the things we talked about today, I think it's a piece of the conversation we need to have, frankly, Dale. I really do. And you, you bring that to the table wisely as a patriot and uh, someone who loves our country deeply and passionately and a man who voted for um, Donald Trump as well a couple of times and understand the gravity of the moment. Uh, you're, I mean, represent that um, part of the equation perfectly here. Uh, friends, I, I need to lean on you out there now. I, I need to get you. You need to help me figure this out. You hear Dale Wilbur there. You hear my back and forth and my little bit of skepticism. Uh, although I, I do, uh, I, again, I don't dislike some of these other candidates, to be sure. I just know we need somebody who can stop the headwinds of the takeover of America and that Category 5 I talk about there. We're going to be talking a lot more about that Category 5 in days, weeks, and months ahead, uh, like nobody's business, I'll tell you. In the meantime, I'd like you to weigh in on this. I'd like to really know what you think on this. Email us at liberty at com. Or when the show goes to podcast, get in there, opine on it. I want to know what you think. And I'll read your comments on air on this as well, okay? I'll break it down to where Dell and I are on this. And tell me what you think on this. I, you know, I think tough moments call for tough decisions. Dell's point is an accurate one. How do we convince enough people that he is the right man for the job if he was the right man for the job? Or could Ron DeSantis be the man for the job and also carry it through um, without some of the, you know, chaos and the rest of it? That's a questionable thing if they're after us. If you believe they're after us in the way they're after us, that's what you've got to really consider. Does it really matter? I don't know. It's a, it's a tough, tough one, isn't it? It's tough. We're going to have to figure it out, friends. Hey, thanks for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.